0: Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is Todd Adams,
1: and this is Kathy Adams.
0: I'm playing the guitar because two weeks ago we asked our audience to come up with a ditty, and no ditty has been in.
1: We have got we have not received any suggestions. No
0: ditty, so I'm going to say Zen Parenting Radio. All right, that's it.
1: And he's playing on our daughter's new pink guitar that she's been playing every night before bed
0: the reason i had enough confidence to do that is one is if you want to be good at something you need to make an idiot out of yourself or at least you need to be willing to make an idiot out of yourself and i have a boss named jim who is more than willing to make an idiot out of himself every time we go to a convention he embarrasses himself he dresses up in drag he's a crazy crazy dude But you know what? He's successful at what he does, so he has the guts to do it.
1: Well, not only that, but I always say to your boss, Jim, I always say you bring humor to your industry.
0: Absolutely. You bring lightness. And the industry that I'm in is precast concrete, and it is, at times, a very boring industry. So he puts in a lot of energy to it. Now, parenting, I think, is a little more exciting than precast concrete. But, uh, no, there's nothing wrong with a little humor for parenting, too, right?
1: So are you connecting that guitar and that song you just sang to parenting? Is that what you're trying yes, to
0: say? Yes, yes. And I'm going to continue singing until our audience comes up with a ditty because Parenting Unplugged Radio, the show that precedes us, has a little ditty and it's pretty good and we have no ditty. So I'm going to do my ditty on the pink guitar.
1: Okay. Are you going to do that at opening and the end of the show? Or no, just, just the o- just okay. the
0: opening. Well, maybe if I feel like I'm really taken over by the music.
1: Okay. Sometimes the music overcomes you.
0: That's right. That's right. Sometimes you have to just kind of let it flow <laughs> and then let it go. <laughs> All right, so I have some housekeeping issues. Um, First is we're brought to you by Avid Company, and I'll tell you a little bit bit about them at the end of the show. Uh, Second thing is I wanted to do a quick recap of what we talked about last week. What did we talk about last week?
1: Uh, Last week we talked about how – We have to let our children struggle every once in a while, not just for the sake of struggling, but for the sake of learning from that experience and showing them that with our support, they can recover from a struggle. And if we don't let them go through those challenges and struggle, then we don't give them those life skills that they need to go into the world on their own.
0: That's right. So – There was an occurrence um, with a a family we know, and they had a little girl, and they did not want to have the girl feel left out. And our story last week was we deliberately allowed Cameron to feel left out of a situation, right?
1: Well, not—we didn't—
0: We didn't create the situation. We didn't create the
1: situation. What we did is we let her voice her opinion on feeling— ...left out of a situation, but we didn't do all this correcting and changing and manipulating of the situation so she wouldn't have that feeling anymore.
0: And why did we do that?
1: Because, well, for several reasons. Number one, that the situation at hand was 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 exactly as it was supposed to be, meaning the older girls were going to go do something that they wanted to do. Cameron didn't want to go... She was feeling left out because she didn't want to go, but the older girls did. And so to change that whole situation to meet her needs is not in anyone's best interest because then there's a sense of, okay, well, if I get upset, then everything will change around me and it also in a roundabout way punishes the older girls for you know they they have to not do something to make sure someone else doesn't get upset and i know that you know not all parents may agree with this this may be a challenge to hear but every once in a while things don't work out for our kids exactly the way that we want it to or that we hoped it you know hope it could and i think the important part of that conversation was that we didn't just leave cameron struggling saying oh sorry life life's tough life's awful you know you got to struggle we worked with her and and I talked to her and I, you know, helped her process through some of the things she was feeling and talked to her about how proud I was of her for making the choices she did and, you know, helped her recover from that situation. So we didn't leave her flailing. So,
0: and it's not to say that we didn't struggle a little bit ourselves through that. Of course I did, yeah. but, But for the most part, I feel like we, and when I say we, I usually mean you because I'm riding on your coattails a lot of the times when we are challenged with a certain parenting situation, I look to you for, you know, taking the lead on it. And that's what we did. But I feel like um, we, to use a baseball metaphor, there was a fastball thrown at us and we hit it out of the park. Cameron ended up being good. JC ended up being good. The whole situation, uh, as far as the situation we talked about last week's show, ended up turning out really well.
1: Eventually it did. Eventually eventually Initially discomfort, right? We were all uncomfortable, like, oh, what do we do? And Cameron's uncomfortable, but uh, working through it, we eventually, it came to closure, full circle, everyone learned, it was all good.
0: So this is a good segue because, you know, as much as, you know, it was a little bit of a, a challenge to work through that last week with Cameron, We, I, the way I feel is we hit that one out of the park. Yeah, that was we, pretty good. We did really, really well. That was pretty good. And the segue is we have had um, a, a situation come up. Um, Where we've been really challenged this week Yes And out of respect uh, for our family And the privacy of our daughters We're not going to get into specifics I think on this show We're more than willing to kind of expose ourselves Right And our own challenges And our own things like that But when it comes to our daughters, we have a little bit, we have a line that we don't want to cross.
1: Right. Well, if they come to us with things and they're being challenged with things, we're not going to, you know, bring that to the airwaves. We're more going to discuss the challenges that we have and some of the solutions that we've found and some things that work for us. And I think we can do that in a general way. Yes.
0: So we don't have to get into specifics. So, So, um,
1: but like you said, this week has been tough.
0: It has been a really, really tough week.
1: And some, you know, things came up that. Challenged you and I, and challenged some of the things that we we believe deeply, and um we were basically, to put it as plainly as we can, is we didn't know what to do.
0: Well, and you know, to continue with my baseball metaphor, you know, I feel like most of the time we have fastballs and we just keep hitting the ball, keep hitting the ball. Well, we got a curveball thrown our way, yeah, and I we missed. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we missed. We, we didn't just, miss. We're... We we didn't know. I didn't know that it was happening. I said cur- when I say curveball. I didn't know it was coming, right? and it kind of surprised us, and I didn't know, you know, so we got thrown
1: off our rocker a little bit, and
0: I also think it's important that our audience knows because a lot of times we might sound like we know exactly what we're doing because there's a lot of times where we kind of have a good handle on situations, but I think it's deeply important for our listeners to know that we struggle mightily just like everybody else does. And this was one of those occasions.
1: Right. You know, I had a friend say to me a couple weeks ago, she said, you know, sometimes you can be really hard to be around because I, you know, when my children are having a difficulty or um, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, I feel like you're watching what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And if I am watching, it, I I might be watching, but I can tell you that it's a lot of compassion watching Mm -hmm. because... I have either gone through the exact same experience, I have struggled with the exact same thing, or I haven't struggled with it yet, and I know that it's something I may have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And in no way do I walk around. That's why, like, I always make fun of you for putting on your judgment hat, even though I know you're just I like, kidding. I like my judgment hat. I know you hat. do. But I like to be thoughtful about it. Even though we're all human beings, we all judge at one time or another. We are who we are. But the truth is… I walk around most of the time looking at parents thinking, oh, I've been through that or, oh, I struggled with that. And, you know, Todd and I have the exact same challenges that everybody else does. And so, you know, this is one of these situations where I'm having one of these weeks where I'm a little heavier than normal. Yeah. And, um, and it's something that... Um, that we wanted to, you know, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that even though we come on the show and say, hey, here's how we did this. And isn't this great? And, you know, wasn't this a good idea that there are definitely times when we have to really relearn Mm. or take some time for ourselves to kind of figure out what we want to do next. And I just think that is the epitome of parenting is you have to be willing to kind of sit back sometimes and um, figure out what you want to do next and know that change is what occurs. Yeah. Change change is natural. That's
0: right. It's the only thing that's really consistent is change. So, um, you know, without getting into any specifics, how do we want to talk about, I think we want to talk about how we dealt with this challenge, not necessarily what the challenge was, right? Yes.
1: I think that the thing that I want to be clear about is that. The reason that Todd and I, maybe um, with, with typical challenges that come our way, the reason we're able to deal with them maybe more effectively or more quickly is because we make it a practice on a daily basis to, number one, take care of ourselves. So we have the, the ability to manage things. Self, self-care. Self-care. And it doesn't always work. There are nope. days when self-care would <laughs> go by without doing self-care, but we, we work really hard. Also, my entire profession is built around... Um, parenting or self-care for that matter. The the yoga piece of my life is built around taking care of myself and understanding myself better. So not only do I get to practice this at home with my family, but my profession is based around these things. So, um, you know, it's sometimes a little easier to to find a solution. Um, But then there's just also the simple human things like what, you know, uh, well, I'll let you start. What are the things you do when you're challenged by something at home? like if if one of the girls is struggling with something or if I'm struggling, how do you take care of yourself?
0: Well, um, I'll tell you how I don't take care of myself. I'll first start out with, you know, my initial reaction, like I think we'll get into your initial reaction is fear. Um, yes. my initial reaction is kind of being overly practical and not going to the place that it's happening. like one thing that I think is important on this show, is we don't want to be a question-answer, uh, surfacey show. We want to go another layer or two yeah. deeper than that. So, what I do is um, try to step back and become aware of what I'm going through. And my initial reaction—I don't want to say it's a bad one—but I numb out. I
1: well, you get very problem-solving-ish. Yes, is that a word? To a fault. To a fault, where you'll say, "Okay." So
0: instead of dealing with it emotionally, which is kind of my baggage that I'm gonna that I've been carrying around that I'm trying to get rid of, but I still carry that. I I get very practical. I become problem solving. I don't go to this emotional place. Like if my daughters are challenged, a part of me should be sad or a part of me should, I don't know, have. Well,
1: you're saying should. A part of you is sad, Mm -hmm. which is why you go to the logical place.
0: Right. So instead of dealing with it, I go logical.
1: Right. Because sad is not a good feeling always. Correct. Um, angry is not a good feeling. Correct. Frustration or fear are not good feelings. And so what you do is you go to a place in your mind where you don't have to feel those things. You can actually, um, you know, get, you can get it back into control right. by, okay, well, here's what we do next. Here's what we do next. And what happens to me is when something happens, you know, when one of our girls comes to us with something and it's, it's big and maybe hard for us to deal with. I get scared Mm -hmm. and I do, I go into kind of a fear Mm -hmm. reeling mode where I talk a lot and I worry a lot Mm -hmm. and I kind of go in this cycle and I'm very, I'm very conscious of it, but it doesn't mean that it's easy to stop.
0: You're, um, I don't know, to be conscious of it though, it seems like if you're conscious of it, then you wouldn't, I think there are within milliseconds, like there are times when you catch yourself, you're like, okay, I know I'm feeling afraid. But when you're afraid, you don't, you can't step back and be aware that you're afraid. You're just afraid. Does that make sense? It
1: does. I guess what I mean is it's a, it's a typical pattern for me. Like I'm 40, I'm almost 40 years old and I know what I, I've been doing this since I was a kid. But if we did
0: this 10 years ago, would you know no. that that's even a pattern no. so you there I have
1: worked up to a point where I realize my patterns I see them very clearly not only not only that but I take responsibility for my pattern meaning when I get very fearful and I start kind of saying we have to do this and we have to do this and we have to do this I usually you know, like you said, 30 minutes later, whatever, we'll say, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm scared. We don't necessarily need to do all those things, but please let me talk through this because I'm struggling.
0: Two things. One is um, you said um, earlier, and I don't think you meant, I don't think it came out right, but you said good feelings or bad feelings. The one thing that I have to continually remind myself is that feelings are not good or bad, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yes, but... I guess the way that I would want to... Of course not, because all feelings are normal. We talk about that. There's a difference between normal and the feelings we want to feel. Right. It's not easy. I don't... Did I really say good or bad feelings? I think so. We'll, We'll play it back. Okay. Well, I think the thing that we all want to feel is... I actually don't like to use the word happy anymore. I like contentment because okay. happy makes us feel like we have to be feeling more this crazy. Well, and happy
0: might have an energy of something outside of ourselves, whereas right. contentment is something, that something inside. inside. Like
1: happy is like, look at all these amazing things that are happening around me versus contentment is, okay, I'm at peace right now. Right. That is, that's to me a great feeling. The, the feeling of sadness and the feeling of being scared mm-hmm. and fearful. I don't enjoy those feelings. Right. I respect their place in my life in that they are necessary to help me heal, mm-hmm. they are part of me becoming who I am, you know, that that whole thing, but it's not that I choose to feel sad or fearful. So I guess we're getting into semantics of how we define feelings. Right, right.
0: And and you know, I don't know if that was a step backwards or not, but I feel like it was an important distinction that we had to make. Now, the other thing is when when you feel scared, um and I know that this is a pattern for you, just kind of like when I numb out, you uh, it is not in our family's best interest for me to say, listen, Kathy, you are just being scared. This is your pattern. Like, I think you, I I know that you're doing that. You know you're doing that. But if I bring it to your attention instead of just letting it naturally organically come out, Don't you think that that's a healthier way than me saying, oh, well, don't be scared because this is your pattern and that's just the way it is? Oh,
1: gosh. I think that would be awful if you said that to me. And I I
0: used to do that, I think.
1: Well, and maybe not so much like stop being scared, but you used to want to stop the feeling I was having versus, you know what? This is so great. This This is a nice connection. This is just like what we talked about last week with the kids about when they're struggling, we don't keep them from struggling. We help them through it. Right. And what I need yes. when I am scared is for you to give me a hug mm-hmm. or to say, I'm here for it. Because when I'm afraid, all I need to know is that I have a support system to help me through this. Right. If it be you or my own practice that I do or that I can go to a yoga mat or that you know I, there are things that I can do to get through this. Right. <clears throat> that's what I need. Right. So you telling me why I'm wrong and right. why it's silly to be afraid right. is going to drive me into defensive mode. And just like, for example, one of the things that I knew, because, you know, we had, like we said, some big things happen in our family. And the next morning I woke up in, um, you know, sad. Mm-hmm. I tend to feel it more when I'm waking up in the morning, you know, when I'm alone and, um, you know, you're there, but I mean, everything's quiet. Right. And I, and I really feel afraid. And you were giving me a hug at like five in the morning. And I was really worried you would not get up and go to basketball. Right. Because I know that while I have certain things I need to do, you need to go to basketball. Right. To help yourself feel better. And
0: there was probably a, a, um, a time in our relationship where you'd be like, no, I really need you now. But right. you have an awareness that. As messed up as it is, the way I process this stuff, instead I don't think of being. It's messed up. Okay. You're well, being self depreciating Okay. Well, as strange as it is. Different. Different. Okay. The way I deal with this is I work it out by sweating, by running, by. I mean, I do a little bit of yoga, but, you know, I needed to go play basketball. You need if, to move your energy. I need to move my energy out. If I. It, the way you do it is you, you talk, you need to be hugged. The, you know, as as much as I like to talk and as much as I like to be hugged, that does not do it for me when a big challenge gets thrown our way. I need to move. If I sit still, I start getting inside my head and I start going crazy. So after basketball, I felt a ton better. Right. And I'm just glad I had that outlet. And there was probably a time in our relationship where you're like, you know, I'm really sad I need you, but you because you know who I am, yes. you knew how important that was without even me knowing that it was that important. I mean, I think I did, but five in the morning, I mean, there was a part of me that's like, well, maybe I shouldn't go. Uh, right. And and you were 100% saying, go, go work it out. And this comes down to intimacy and us having the ability to have certain deeper conversations to inform each other of what makes us click because right. we're two very extremely different people. And unless we did this work on ourselves and, and had these kind of discussions that are not surfacy, um, we might not know this about each other. And then all of a sudden we get into a fight because I'm not hugging you when you're scared and you're not letting <laughs> me play basketball when when we have these uh, pretty heavy things going on in our family.
1: Well, it's it's having a respect for the person. Like we, um, you know, one thing that I know is super important for our relationship, for any relationship, I mean, we're going to talk about you and I here, but this is with any relationship. This is with our children too, is respecting who that person is and not thinking that they need to be just like you. Mm-hmm. And this is big work that we've done over, you know, however many years we've been together, where there used to be a time when you would say things to me like, well, that's silly that you feel that way why don't you feel this way right. or I would say to you you know you just, you're just you just not there for me because you don't understand that I need to sit here in fear for two hours mm-hmm. you know right. and that's not healthy for either of us there's a sense of if, if I can give you the freedom to go take care of yourself, it's a lot easier for you to help me when I need it. Right. If it's all about me, 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 take care of me right. and don't take care of yourself, then something gets lost. Right.
0: need to balance it out. Right. Your needs, my needs, the girl's needs, all that. And, right. Uh, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb here, but I think it's, you know, as far as sharing personal stories, um, you had a miscarriage at one point. Yes. And that was extremely hard. And I wanted to fix that. Yes. And that was something that could not be fixed by definition. Well,
1: actually, when I miscarried, that was probably um, a great example of you not wanting to go to the feelings of the place. You wanted to go to Oh, we can try again Right? Place. Oh, that's right. You wanted to be we'll like, have another one. You know, why are you so sad? We can do this again. And the <clears throat> thing that I understood um, and through some help from other people I was able to understand is you have to grieve. Yeah a situation before you can move on. If you have a loss, if it be news that you get about your child, if it be something you thought that isn't true anymore, if it be that your child is um, no longer at home and going to kindergarten, whatever kind of loss... You have to grieve that and be present for that and really experience that, and then you can heal and move on. Mm-hmm. And I know people don't like to hear that because they like to say, oh, I'm going to be optimistic and not feel these feelings, but they'll come out a different way. It, you have to honor yourself enough to know that it's okay to be sad.
0: Well, and, and my take on that was um, because I didn't know any better, all I saw was how heartbroken you were, and I don't like seeing you heartbroken or right. sad. I and, and I went into fix-it mode, I don't even want to call it problem solving because there's no problem to solve it. I just wanted to make you happy. And through that experience, and because I, I don't think I handled it that well the first time, and through some discussion afterwards, you just said, just be there. Just don't even say, you don't even have to say anything. Just listen and be there. And that experience, I think, was a huge step Shift.
1: We shifted for us. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, you know, that was just, uh, it was because critical. Because
1: part of it... It is hard to watch somebody feel deep feelings because then it takes you to that place of deep feelings that maybe you don't want to feel. You know, Especially when you're sharing something like a challenge with a child or a loss of a pregnancy or or whatever it may be. If if someone's grieving and you're not, it's so uncomfortable because you feel like you should be or you don't want to be or, like you said, you don't know how to fix it. There's so many emotions, and I don't want to generalize because I think it's very personal. Um, But I think, like you said, what we ended up, what we were able to find down the road through that process was when I am struggling, just be there and ask. And I do this with my girls, too. This is, again, not just about you and I. When when someone is struggling, your your best friend, your children, say, how can I help you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Instead Very of, simple question. Instead of telling them how to feel and saying, don't feel that, because honestly, you guys, take responsibility for the fact that that you don't want them to feel that because it makes you uncomfortable. Yep. And we have to take responsibility for ourselves and really realize what we're feeling in that in that process. And instead of telling them to stop feeling it, be present for it. Create Hold that the space, space for it.
0: For that feeling to come.
1: Yeah. And then and allowing their feelings to come and then say, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And sometimes all people need, I could cry right now, um, is for you to just sit with them yep. and allow them to be sad and Mm -hmm. they don't have to pretend around you and um they can actually share what they're feeling i mean that is as a friend that is i feel like one of the best gifts that i can give my friends or that i can give you or that i can give my children is to just be present for them when they're not in their best place yep
0: and and you can take this example and it doesn't necessarily have to be this big huge thing no it could be little things miscarriage was a monumental thing but it could be something as small as somebody having a bad day Um, So I guess the point I want to make is you can use these tools and, and it doesn't have to be a monumentally heavy example. It could be something very small. Just let support your partner when they're going through when they're going through something by just allowing them to feel it and to know that they're loved, I guess.
1: And, you know, they will most of the time get through it a lot faster because they're allowed to feel it and process through it. Right. You know, feelings come and go. As as scary as heavy feelings can be, I do trust that they come and go. You know, I have been through enough experiences in my life, big ones, um, that have been really scary and sad and amazing ones that have have you know made my mood on you know I've been on cloud nine and they all come and go they go in waves and we have to trust that and not feel that if we actually feel sad we're going to feel that way forever absolutely um, and you know and part of this is having a practice of your own where you can allow your own emotions and understand yourself better so you can be present for mm-hmm. other people right um,
0: one small tip I will do it I don't know where I heard this. But you know, you do your own meditating and all that, and you, you're big into yoga. And there's so many people that aren't into that, and 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 um, you know, they they just they don't, they're not there. They don't think it's worthwhile, important, or they don't right. think it's important. The one thing I will say is, and I think this was emailed to me by a friend of mine. Uh, forget about meditating. Sit in silence for ten minutes a day. You don't you don't even need to meditate. Five
1: minutes a day. Five Start minutes. Start small. Just
0: just sit down and don't have the radio on without distractions. And you don't have to, you know, be in some lotus position and be out in nature. You could be sitting at your desk, just sit quietly for five for, for one minute, for one conscious breath. That's all it takes. So um, and, and just
1: that language, you know, Todd said that to me recently, he said, you know, a friend emailed this to me and I thought that language to me is so much better because the word meditation takes on, is people I,
0: have their own judgments interpretations on that word. Of that.
1: Yeah. And I honor that word, but sometimes it doesn't work for me because it makes me feel like I have to go somewhere really amazing or really deep when often sitting in silence is synonymous and but i have no expectation on it i just allow it to be and so and it doesn't you know there's no it doesn't have to carry any weight you just try and be quiet well, for a little bit and and
0: it's so much harder nowadays than it was say 20 years ago cuz we are just surrounded by our iPhones and our blackberries and our technology <clears throat> and i will speak personally there are times when i'm just i don't want to sit in silence because it's uncomfortable yeah and you know, just dry, just driving to go play basketball. I mean, I turn Mike and Mike, you know, ESPN radio on. And but there are some mornings where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to the radio today for five minutes to have some quiet time with my thoughts. And it's a, and sometimes it's very difficult for me to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. But
1: you know why I like that you share that? Because we were just talking about having our own practice. That can be a practice in itself. We don't have to be so grand about what a practice is. You just said, oh, you meditate and you do yoga, and people say, oh, I don't want to do those things. That's fine. Just go in your car and turn off the radio for five minutes. Like Create your own practice. Because one thing that people say to me a lot when we talk about self-care or finding a, your own practice, during the day to take care of yourself is they'll say, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. They'll say, I tried it and it doesn't work. And I will say to them, because this was information that I I was listening to Marianne Williamson one time, and she said this, and it so resonated with me, is that any kind of spiritual work or any kind of inner work or any kind of self-aware work is a muscle that needs to be worked, which means it needs to be worked daily. You can't meditate once or do yoga once or practice gratitude once and expect that to take care of you for the next month. It's something you need to do daily or every other day or something where, you know, we keep using the word practice where it's something you do. You know, you can't eat on Monday and expect to still be full on Friday. Well,
0: and the only point that I'd like to make is there's no way to do it wrong. No. Whatever happens is exactly the way it's supposed to happen.
1: Exactly. There is nothing, there's no great place you're supposed to reach necessarily. You might. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I go, you know what? I go into things with not a lot of expectation, but with a lot of appreciation right. for what I'm about to do. Like if yoga just ends up being stretching, great. Stretching's mm-hmm. good. If I end up releasing something and crying, great. But if I go in with an expectation that I need to have this amazing heightened experience, it's going to ruin it right. right off the bat. Absolutely. And so that is, you know basically it's not eliminating expectation it's just kind of allowing we use that word a lot just allow it just do something you love and allow for the experience to come through so
0: if you're sitting in quiet and all of a sudden you start worrying about something this is from john Kabat-Zinn. he's another author that both he's a mindfulness teacher and you know if you start getting worrying about something just notice oh there's worry if you start getting afraid about something oh there's there's fear um, you know, so just, just notice the, the feeling in your head and Watch then just go let go by it, in bubbles that's right. and clouds. Let it flow and let it go. And
1: part of the reason, you know, that we really wanted to talk about these things, because I know they're big and they're, they're deep, is that these are things that Todd and I do to help us through situations. The things that are happening in your home, um, again, they may not be identical things to our home, but we have the same challenges. The things that we do, that we talk about on the show, are the ways we cope and we process through what happens. But it doesn't keep things from happening to us or to anybody else. Things happen to everybody, and it's not what happens. It's how we deal with it. As cliche as that is, it's the truth. Are you going to sit in it and allow it to take you over and make that your view on life? Or are you going to take, you know, sit with it if you need to for a little bit? maybe process it, talk about it, and eventually learn from it. You can't learn from it the same moment it happens. Mm-hmm. Don't try and find the lesson the same day you get whacked over the head. But eventually, you, hindsight is 20, 20
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, there's one thing I want to change subjects really quickly. Um, we got an email from our producer, and apparently our listenership is going extremely well. Yeah. And we just wanted to say thanks to everybody for listening He said, if we continue on the same growth pattern that we're doing, because every week more and more listeners are going, by the end of the year, we'll have 500,000 live listeners or downloads for the entire year. And that's a number that I can't really even get my arms around, um, other than the fact that it sure seems like we don't suck. (laughs) And that uh, people That's are. That's the best we
1: can say. Yeah, we don't. Suck. We don't
0: suck. That'll be the tagline for okay. the show. We don't, we don't suck. We don't suck. These two get it. These two. Just like you said in your it. iTunes <laughs> That's comments. That's right. Go to iTunes. These look two at my get comments. It. So, anyways, I just wanted to make that. I mean, it's just been so great that we uh, are increasing our listenership. So, thank you for that. So.
1: Um, So just a reminder, if you guys um, have anything you want to say or um, please comment on Facebook. And what about your book, sweetie? um, Or, you know, my book, The Self-Aware Parent, on Amazon or on my website, kathikassaniadams.com and Avid Company. Avid Company. Our fantastic sponsor.
0: Avid Company, they do remodeling and, and basement, basement work, work and, and painting, painting in the Chicagoland area.
1: I bet um, Avid will appreciate this
0: jingle. Avid is going to love that jingle. So um, There's more where that came from. So.
1: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we appreciate your um, listenership.
0: This is Todd Adams saying, you're darn tootin'.
1: And this is Kathy Adams. Have a wonderful week.
0: See you next week.